Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Craner. I'm your host, Lyndon Crane, to joined today by a very special guest, uh, Eddie Francis, President and CEO at WFCU Credit Union. And if you don't know, he also served 15 years as a public servant uh, in the city of Windsor, where he was a counselor in 1999, elected at age 25, later going on to become Windsor's youngest mayor in history and also one of the youngest mayors in Canada, elected at 29 years old graduated from the University of Windsor Law School and was called to the bar in 2002 and has won many, many awards um, in the community, including a very distinguished one, the Queen's Diamond Jubilee Medal in, in 2013. Uh, Eddie, it's a pleasure to have you on the show and, and reconnecting with the folks in Windsor-Essex. Thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having me, Lyndon. It's uh, certainly an honor for me to be here. And uh, as you and I were talking earlier, I, I've been out of politics now for about seven years and I've tried to stay very quiet and I think I've done a pretty good job until you've come along and you've pulled me out of the, you've pulled me out of the corners and out of the darkness. And uh, but I haven't done many interviews, but it's I've heard a lot of great things about you, so it's great to be part part of this. And uh, thanks for thanks for thinking of me. Yes, thanks, Eddie. So uh, I have to kick it off. Where in Windsor, Essex, uh, is your favorite place to to grab some some cup of Joe? My my favorite's Tim Hortons. Uh, I you know dark roast. Like you know those Tim Horton dark roast commercials when they changed over. I'm sitting there going, I'm the guy yes. that you should have on the commercial because uh, I could tell the difference. But I'm a dark roast guy, and uh, Tim Hortons is my favorite. Continues Perfect. to be. Nice and, yeah, nice, nice and Canadian uh, place to go to grab grab coffee. And imagine it's close to uh, WFCU. Yeah, it's very close to it's uh, close to the ride home, uh, close to the ride to work, and uh, obviously uh, it's everywhere where I need it to be. And uh, you know, I usually do one cup of coffee a day. That's it. It's a morning coffee. Um, my staff and my team members will tell you they don't want me on more than one coffee a day. So uh, uh, it works out well. Yes, yes. Uh, so I, our conversation is focused on uh, going out of politics and now into a financial institution where you're a leader at uh, WFCU Credit Union. What is your role like now as, as president and CEO? What are some things you might oversee? So as president CEO, I'm very fortunate to be a part of a team of nearly 300 uh, staff, dedicated staff members and team members uh, that uh, most people think of us uh, as a bank in terms of our offerings, uh, deposits, loans, mortgages. Uh, but uh, what most people don't know unless they've uh, dealt with us directly is that we have a pretty extensive uh, and comprehensive operation. Uh, we have a dedicated uh, commercial team, which is the strongest commercial team uh, in, uh, in the region in southwestern Ontario. Uh, our commercial team oversees uh, the commercial portfolio, uh, offering loans uh, and uh, offering assistance to small business all the way up to uh, large projects, uh, projects that take place in Windsor-Essex, uh, projects that take place in Ontario, but also uh, we finance a lot of projects together with other partners across the country. Uh, so our commercial book of business is well over a billion dollars. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have a dedicated team of individuals that uh, that's all they do uh, every single day. So commercial is pretty robust and pretty strong. Uh, that complements our retail division. Our retail division, uh, the, bra the branches, the bricks, the mortars, uh, most people will have uh, interaction with. They'll be able to walk in and get their daily banking with. But we have a digital entity as well. Everything from deposits, loans, mortgages, uh, our, our team uh, is always there and ready to help. Uh, and our, our division there is about another billion dollars in terms of retail mortgages and loans and personal loans. Uh, so uh, when I first started at the credit union here, we're about 1.4 billion. We sit at approximately 3.5 billion in direct assets right now. We have an auto division. Uh, most people don't know that about us. Uh, WFCU Credit Union, if you walk into an auto dealership and you ask for uh, WFCU to do your lease for you, you'll get uh, great rates through us. So 
were found in uh, dealerships across Ontario. Uh, we do auto loans, we do auto financing, and most people uh, are pretty surprised to hear that about us. But uh, uh, it's just an extension of what we do and uh, what we're able to offer in terms of service to our members. So from retail uh, to, uh, to commercial, to auto, to personal, uh, we try to provide a one-stop shop for all of our members, uh, and we're now 60,000 members. The most recent use during the pandemic that uh, probably got lost because of the pandemic is that uh, we were able to grow uh, beyond Windsor-Essex. Uh, we uh, acquired a credit union in the Kitchener-Waterloo-Cambridge area. So now uh, WFCU has expanded uh, our operations, and uh, we now uh, oversee an operation that, we've, uh, you know, that we're very proud of, and that's known as ECU. Uh, formerly the Education Credit Union that's been in the Kitchener-Waterloo-Cambridge area for some time. Uh, but ECU now operates in the Kitchener-Waterloo-Cambridge as a division of WFCU. So uh, we've been uh, we've been growing. Uh, we've been very fortunate uh, with the support of our members and the support of the communities. Uh, but more importantly, our team members have been very, very helpful in terms of allowing us to grow and provide the best services possible to our members. And if I'm not mistaken, WFCU recently won, uh, was it Best Workplace Award? Recently, best workplace like in, a month yeah, ago? Thank, yeah, best workplace in Canada now uh, for several years in a row. And that's probably one of the highest honors for us and for me personally, because uh, it's, a, it's a reflection of what our staff feel about us. Uh, uh, you know, if I if you were to ask me, how would you uh, uh, in 30 seconds or less describe uh, WFCU and what it is that we do? Uh, we're a full service financial institution that is there for our members, uh, for our team and for our communities. And those are the three things that we focus on. How do we deliver the best services for our members? How do we give our members what they want, the way they want it, at the best possible rate and best possible value? How do we give for our team? And that's why the uh, best workplace in Canada is, is so important. Uh, when you work at WFCU, uh, we're, you're part of a family, but more importantly, we wanna make sure that you're taken care of. We wanna make sure that when you start with WFCU that you can retire with WFCU. So when we win uh, recognition and when we're recognized by best workplace in Canada, uh, we're going up against uh, corporations across the country. And for us to be uh, held uh, in high esteem among our peers, but more importantly, as a result of what our team members and what our employees are saying about us, uh, means the world to us because it means that we're delivering on the promise uh, in terms of taking care of our team members. And of, of course, I think most people know of our commitment to community, uh, something that we continue to do and something that we will always do. Mm -hmm. Definitely the community piece has been uh, huge and I think everyone in Windsor-Essex has seen that from WFCU and their commitment to uh, community impact and it's it's definitely a huge honor that uh, that award um, you won this year uh, and, and previous years for sure. What would you yes. say I guess from from being at WFCU seven years now if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, yeah it's been seven years. Time flies. Yes, yes. What would you say have been some of your, your biggest accomplishments um, at WFCU since you've joined? You know, I think the biggest accomplishment, if I if I had to choose, is, is the development of the team and recognizing the growth potential of our team. Uh, you know, it's it's more for us, as I said earlier, uh, Lyndon, uh, it's, it's about focusing on our members, our team and our communities. And being able to deliver on all three of those promises has been probably the best thing. But more importantly, it's rewarding for me uh, to be able to watch uh, our team members grow. Uh, staff that started on the front lines being able to work up, uh, work their way up uh, in the organization. Uh, you know, I have a saying with my staff, we grow, you grow. Uh, so to watch our staff be, uh, being provided the opportunity to grow professionally, uh, to be able to grow personally, and to be able to deliver on the promise of the credit union that's been set by the board in terms of making sure the needs of our members and the needs of our communities are met. Uh, that's That's been a re very rewarding and fulfilling experience for us. 
uh, and uh, it's been it's been great to watch and great to be part of. Definitely, definitely has. And um, uh, switching over to uh, working at the city of Windsor, now working at WFCU, is there any differences that you've noticed uh, leading both huge, massive corporations? Well, you know, I've had this conversation with some of my friends over the years, and, and you know, the most often asked question is, what is the difference, right? Uh, I'm probably uh, as busy, if not busier now, uh, than I was when I was mayor. And uh, I think most people probably uh, may not remember uh, the time, uh, but we had a very challenging time uh, when I was mayor of the city. We had a very uh, challenging, a significant number of uh, challenging issues uh, that were all equal priorities uh, that kept us really, really busy. Uh, but uh, I'm probably busier now uh, than I've ever been uh, in my uh, professional career. Uh, but it's a different type of busy. And uh, as I often share with my friends and family, uh, the stress level, although the stress level is still there, uh, the, the demands are still there, uh, I describe it as a healthier stress if there's such a thing because it's, it's very different. Uh, when I was mayor, uh, my late wife, uh, Michelle would often say, you know, you've got to slow down. Like why? And I was always running and always uh, preoccupied with ensuring that uh, we're doing the things that we need to do. And you're driven by, you're driven by the media cycle in, in some way, right? And it was a full-time job to ensure that our message uh, and what we were doing was front and center. Uh, because as mayor, I always knew that I wanted to uh, leave the office at a very young age. And I always recognized that leaving the office, I always wanted to stay in Windsor. I had a young family. Uh, my family and my children were going to stay in Windsor. Uh, we wanted to grow in Windsor. And I've, I, did, I didn't want to become toxic, right? Uh, so I was always, I always had this self-imposed pressure on me uh, to ensure that we we're always doing the best that we can to ensure that, that when I left, I was able to leave on top. That when I left the office, that people were still talking to me and people that still acknowledged me and that I wasn't toxic, that people would cross the street to avoid me, right? So... Uh, that put a whole uh, level of stress uh, on me that was self-imposed, admittingly, uh, but uh, it, it, it probably made the job even more daunting than, than it already was. So compared to this job here, the stress levels are there, the demands are there, uh, but it's a healthier stress. It's a different stress. I don't have a media cycle. I don't have, I don't have the same type of uh, public lens or pressure that is, uh, is imposed as a result of that public lens. Uh, to the extent that anybody in public office would these days. Yeah, I mean, no, definitely. And I, I would imagine politics has a lot on, it, it takes a toll on individuals and then also uh, families as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I left politics at 40. Uh, on the inside, I was probably 86. So it's good to see that uh, I've been able to reverse some of that, but uh, some of my internal clock, but uh, it does age you, it ages you quickly. Yes, and I imagine you have some some fond memories of your your time uh, leading the city of Windsor. What would you say, I guess, were your best accomplishments um, during your time at the city? Well, again, I you know even when I was in the mayor's office, I never talked or never liked talking about my accomplishments. Uh, I always said that I'd leave it to others, uh, and uh, nothing has changed seven years later. I think the best the best opportunity for me in the, it was the fact that I was given the opportunity. Uh, the residents took a chance on me. I was 25 years old when I was first elected to city council. Not many people knew who, nobody knew who I was. I was a no, I was no one. At 29, when I ran for mayor, I was a young kid running for mayor, and people took a chance. So I took that, I took that responsibility seriously, and uh, I wanted to be able to deliver the for the residents of the city of Windsor, and the residents in the community in the city of Windsor gave me that opportunity. So for that, I'm grateful. 
and I think that's probably the, the biggest uh, the biggest uh, accomplishment for me was being able to deliver on the promises and being able to deliver in a way that made uh, Windsorites proud and made the communities uh, that we served and that I served as mayor uh, very proud uh, to say that they're from Windsor. I'm very proud of the fact that we were able to advance the city on a number of different levels uh, to the point that we did. Well, you're, you're definitely very humble and we we appreciate that. Um, well, I mean, 29, electing a, being elected as mayor at 29, that's that's young, right? How did you, I guess, convince your your constituents and those people that you were representing um, that I, I'm capable of leading? Yeah, I think I think the first and foremost is that at 25 when I ran for council and at 29 when I ran for mayor, um, you're just, and I was uh, for sure, uh, very seized of, of a specific vision, right? I wanted to do more for a city. I wanted to be able to help uh, move our city to the next level. And I believe very strongly in, in my capacity, but I also believed in the capacity of those that were elected to, to work together to move things forward. So it's that strong belief and that strong desire rooted in a very uh, strong and, uh, and, and uh, cogent vision uh, that, that, drove, that drove me. And uh, so, you know, we knew that we wanted to accomplish certain things. We knew what those certain things uh, were. We knew what we wanted our city to be. Uh, we had a vision of where where we wanted to be and what it would look like. And every day we were just preoccupied on making that happen. Uh, so in terms of convincing people that uh, they should vote for, for us and, and in terms of convincing people that we were the right uh, team uh, for, for the job, was about getting out there, articulating what our vision is, articulating what our plan was, and basically asking for their support. And uh, as I said earlier, we're very fortunate that people believed in us and gave us the uh, the opportunity to prove uh, that things are doable and achievable. And, yes, yes. And then, do you ever do you ever miss politics? Is it something you you ever think about still? You know, I don't miss it. Uh, uh, I haven't missed it. Uh, the only time I really did, uh, if there was an inclin inclination or a little. Uh, a little hint of me missing it was uh, during the, the most recent crisis with the pandemic, right? For some reason, I just uh, I felt myself saying, well, I wanted to be back part of the action, right? Uh, I want to be able to help. I want to be able to make a, a difference. Uh, but honestly, Lyndon, in the seven years, that's the only time that I ever missed it. Um, and most people, um, you know, when I first ran for politics, uh, I shared with a lot of people that I had intended to get out at a young age. People said, well, that's not true. That's not true. That's never going to happen. Uh, when I decided to run for my third term, I knew that it would be my last term. Uh, when I ran, when I decided to announce a year ahead of schedule that I was leaving office, most people said, well, he's, he's going to be, you know, he's been running federally. He's going to be running provincially. There's no way. Uh, but in my mind, uh, I walked away from politics. I did, as you said, 15 years. A third of my life nearly at that time was served in politics, right, at a very young age. So I recognized uh, I wanted to, to get out and I wanted to, to, to move on. Uh, so uh, being able to get out and being able to move on, the opportunities that the residents provided me uh, have been uh, something that I always will remember. Uh, but uh, I also, it was equally important for me personally and professionally uh, to walk away from politics and not to be caught into uh, the, the cycle where politics becomes your identity. Uh, in my entire career and entire in my entire, entire tenure as an elected official, I really wanted to ensure that the job did not become my identity because I recognized that the office I was serving uh, was not my office, but it was the office of the people. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't the mayor. I was the mayor. I was working in the mayor's office, right? I, and I didn't want to start believing uh, the fact that uh, that that was my identity. So for me, it was important to get out. It was important to get out early, uh, and 
a lot of people thought that uh, you know I was doing it to move up and to to move up to provincial and federal politics. Uh, for me, it wasn't about politics. I always enjoyed the economic development. I enjoyed building a city. I enjoyed being part of a team to collaborate to, to move the city forward. I never enjoyed the politics of it. I hated the politics of it. I still do to this day. Uh, most people find that surprising, but it's true, right? So, uh, so I'm very fortunate to be where I'm at. I'm very fortunate to be working with the team that I am at WFCU, and uh, uh, it's just a, it's a new chapter in my life that uh, that's uh, that's been very fulfilling and rewarding in terms of uh, making sure that we're moving things forward in a different arena, but things are moving and uh, things are progressing, and uh, we're we're equally having fun. I I definitely appreciate the the honesty. Um... Very interesting to know that you haven't missed it, and it's uh, something that um, you're, you're glad you're out of at at a, at a young age, and you definitely appreciate your time in office working for the people of the city of Windsor. And it, it's great too, right? You're are you still you're still able to make some type of community impact um, with WFCU? Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, that's what was very appealing about the opportunity with WFCU. I, I was able to join. Uh, a very uh, well-established team uh, and a well-established organization, institution in Windsor-Essex that valued uh, its members, that valued its staff and team, uh, but also equally valued its contribution to community. Uh, our board chair, uh, Marty Gillis, has a, a wonderful quote and saying that he often refers to, and he says, the difference between us and our bank and the banks is what we do with our with our profits at the year end, right? Uh, you know, we, we're, we're in the business. Uh, we're, we're in the banking business. We, we make money like the banks do. Uh, but the difference between us and them is what we do with that profit, what we do with that, uh, with that uh, bottom line. And that's giving back to our communities, investing back into our communities, investing back into our members, and investing back into our staff. Uh, and uh, I'm very fortunate to find uh, such a deeply principled and uh, strongly rooted uh, organization uh, like WFCU that, uh, that took me in and that uh, provided me a new opportunity uh, to work with them and to work alongside with them as uh, as principled as they are. And what would you say, like, uh, on a yearly basis, WFCU gives back to the community? I think the most recent number that I've seen is over the last uh, five years, uh, when you consider our economic investment and together with our direct contributions to the community in terms of scholarships and grants, it's it's close to $67 million now. Uh, we do a lot of we do a lot of economic uh, development. We do a lot of economic investment uh, that most people perhaps may not be aware of, uh, but we're very proud of it, uh, and uh, we're very uh, quiet about what we do. Uh, but uh, in terms of, of uh, us supporting the youth, us supporting uh, the community, us supporting uh, leaders in our community, and supporting the different many uh, charitable and not-for-profit and other worthy groups. Uh, there, that's uh, that's something that is near and dear to our principled approach, uh, and uh, that's something that's uh, near and dear to our board in terms of giving back. In addition to that, uh, you know the programs that we run uh, on a yearly basis uh, through our Inspire program, uh, things like uh, the uh, Spelling Bee, the Scripps Spelling Bee, we are able to bring that back. Those type of development programs that we're running through the schools, providing a youth of our community an opportunity to. to uh, develop and be part of the script spelling bee and be able to compete uh, in Washington DC with kids uh, at the national level. Those things are very immeasurable, right? Because their impact are huge. So whether it's it's investing in, in the teams, it's investing in the sports teams, it's investing in naming rights, it's investing in scholarships or programs through the Inspire program or through our economic development uh, portfolio. 
Uh, over the last five years, we've given back nearly 67 million or we've invested nearly 67 million. And uh, that's something that we're very proud of and that's something that we'll continue to do. Uh, more importantly, that's something that's made possible because people bank with us, right? Uh, people support us. Uh, if, if you have a mortgage or you have a loan, uh, would you rather be banking with us or would you be rather banking with a bank that takes their profits and uh, distributes it up to the shareholders in the boardroom, right? Uh, or would you rather be banking with a, a member-centric organization like a credit union, whether it's WFCU or any other credit union, where you know that the investments that you're making, you get the same products, the same services, probably better service, right? Probably a better value, but more importantly, at the end of the day, you know that the investment that you're making is going to give back to the communities uh, where where those credit unions serve. Uh, that's that's value. That's that that, that 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 you can't put a number to that. Uh, that's valuable and immeasurable in its own in its own right. Definitely, and I think that's a, a huge huge win for somebody that wants to transition to a credit union is the community impact that you have by just being a member. Absolutely, and uh, it doesn't cost you anything to transition. Uh, you're still getting the same services, the same products. You're getting all your needs taken care of. You're probably going to get better experience. You're probably going to get better one-on-one -on -one service. You're not a number with a credit union. You're a valuable member. And, uh, you know, we take care of our members and we try to do the best that we can. But at the end of the day, you also know that you're giving back to the community so that you can be proud to be part of an organization uh, that uh, that uh, that gives back and gives back so, uh, so proudly and so visibly uh, across uh, the communities that we serve. So Eddie, we had some two great questions that came in uh, specifically about WFCU. Do you have a couple of minutes just to answer them? Absolutely. Excellent. Uh, Brenda Pears asking, does WFCU have future plans for growth in Ontario? Uh, Brenda, thank you for the question. Absolutely, uh, we do. Uh, you know, we, uh, we've we been located in Windsor-Essex for a long time and uh, Windsor-Essex will be our home. This is where we're headquartered. Uh, uh, we've expanded in Windsor-Essex. So not only do we have expansion plans across Ontario, We've expanded in Windsor-Essex. Uh, we've uh, uh, we've opened up the most recent new branch that we've opened up is in Kingsville. Uh, so uh, just prior to the pandemic, uh, bad timing, I know, but uh, we're up and running in Kingsville. Uh, and uh, we've got some new exciting features that we're going to be launching there uh, as we come out of the pandemic. Uh, Lakeshore is our next community that we're looking at uh, to grow in. So in Windsor-Essex, we continue to grow, we continue to modernize. As we shared earlier, we uh, back in October of 2020, uh, we finalized an agreement uh, to acquire Education Credit Union in the Kitchener-Waterloo, Cambridge area. And uh, the idea is to, uh, and they've now become ECU, a division of WFCU Credit Union. Uh, they operate under the ECU banner, uh, a division, but they remain a division of the credit union. That's pretty prominent. Uh, and the idea there is to grow uh, ECU in the Kitchener-Waterloo, Cambridge area as we've grown WFCU in the Windsor-Essex area. And growing becomes important. It becomes important for our members because it expands the network of opportunities for our members. So our members today in KW, if they're in Windsor-Essex, they can bank at any one of our branches seamlessly without any issue and vice versa. But also equally important, it allows us, remember what our three principles are, right? Investment in members, investments in team, our team members and investments in community. But not only are we providing members better access, better service, but we're also giving our team members opportunities. Uh, we have a number of our staff members here that once we announced the uh, uh, the, uh, the acquisition in Kitchener-Waterloo that have knocked on our door and said, hey, you know what, this is great. Is there an opportunity for me to grow? I'd like to go and uh, work at a KW, right? Is there an opportunity for me to to grow my skill set? So there's there's opportunities there that, that these expansion plans are providing for our staff. Uh, and as we've talked, uh, it's providing us an opportunity to do for the communities of Kitchener-Waterloo, 
uh, Cambridge, what we're doing and what we've done and what Windsor Essex is known for us to do. So the idea is to grow. The idea is to continue to grow. Uh, by growing, by adding new members, we're able to offer better services. We're able to uh, offer more valuable services. We're able to invest in our members, invest in our team, and invest in our communities. But the one thing remains true. Uh, we're never going to compromise on our principles. We're never going to compromise on our values. And we're always going to be the credit union that puts the members and our staff and our communities uh, first and foremost, no matter our size and no matter how, how large or where we are at uh, at any given time. Amazing. Very, very exciting for uh, the Windsor Essex community and in Kitchener and uh, the county areas as well. Uh, next question comes from Raj uh, Loganthan. How about investment in attracting new business to set up shop in Windsor? Is WFC working on that front? Yeah, we do, Raj. Uh, we do quite a bit. We try, you know, we do quite a bit with our commercial members. Uh, you know, we're very fortunate that commercial members and commercial businesses that are looking to make investments uh, in uh, Windsor Essex will come to us, and we work with them uh, personally uh, to 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 educate them about the region. We work with our community partners, whether it's through uh, the city or the county. Uh, or through the chamber or any other community groups that are out there to ensure that all of their interests are, are met, all of their questions are, are answered. Uh, the one thing that uh, you probably may have heard me say and share with uh, Lyndon earlier, the one part about my job that I liked in my old career was economic development, and that hasn't changed. Uh, so whenever there's an opportunity for us to attract investment, when there's an opportunity for us to sell Windsor, uh, that's, that's an opportunity that we continue to do, and that's an opportunity that we continue to promote. Uh, and that's something that our commercial team uh, does uh, very, very successfully. And uh, we're very fortunate to be able to attract uh, new investors uh, into the Windsor-Essex area and be able to do that by opening up doors through uh, through WFCU when the opportunity presents itself. Fantastic. And again, another uh, a way that uh, your role at the city and, and WFCU align, um, economic development. Um, you see that, I imagine, every day. Absolutely. Um, and that's what we enjoy. That's what I enjoy. I don't know about the others, but that's what I certainly enjoy. <laughs> yes. And, and Eddie, I know we, we went a bit over, but that's okay. I think we covered a lot, a lot of ground today talking about uh, politics and now your role at a, a major, major financial institution in, in Windsor and Essex. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I think uh, the community really enjoyed uh, seeing you again and, and talking about your, your career prior to WFCU and what you're up to now. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Lyndon. I appreciate you having me on the show and uh, appreciate being able to spend some time with you. Yes. Thanks, Eddie. And thanks for those watching. We'll see you very soon. Thank you, everyone. Bye, everyone.